0: Welcome to forine Noir, our monthly podcast here on Radio Dreieckland. We are today two people on the show. Uh, I would like to welcome Julia Samuel from London. Hi
1: Hi <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> thanks to uh, to uh to you for finding your time to be with us uh, on the radio show tonight. We have uh, a similar topic than last week it's g- last month it's going to be a more uh yeah focused i think approach last time we talked about different uh, technical applications who can help us and to find information and coordinate four zeros within europe um we were talking with um one guy, developer from Munich, Gabor, who made the app about Faha lyrics, which you can translate. We talked with Nézima Bastos from the app Fohor para todos, and we were trying to get uh, Wellington in for Faha BNB. And this time we have you on the show because you started a thread on Faha discussions about bands coming to Europe and organizing their tour. Before we dig into the topic, maybe you will give a you can give a brief introduction to yourself. As I already said, you are from London. Um you have been in Brazil several times. What is your connection to Fouhor? How did you get involved in Fohor and what do you do now?
1: <laughs> Thanks. Um yeah, well it's a pleasure to be on the show. Um I yeah, how did I get into FOHOR? I I actually started uh, training Capoeira probably about twenty years ago. And um That just—I was inspired by doing something physical and exciting, and that would stop me drinking so much. I think, (laughs) Um, but I eventually ended up at a a capoeira party, and they were dancing for. And then, obviously, the first dance that took me, and since that point, I've just been searching it out, travelling to Brazil and dancing more and more. And then, when I when I got back from Brazil, the first time, I actually lived in Manchester. Where there wasn't any for her at all, so that's how I kind of ended up organizing for her, um, just because I needed for her and there wasn't anyone else doing it. So
0: in Manchester, quite, was that still?
1: That was in Manchester, yeah. And I think I think there is actually for her there still today. But,
0: um, but then, yeah. that, like you started training cup way yeah, twenty years ago, and Manchester, when you were so desperate about for her, when was that?
1: That was a, a few years after that, I'd say i'm terrible with dates <laughs> i was just thinking <laughs> whether i whether i'd remember how long for family has been running because we are, i think we set up for Her family in london around 10 years ago but i should check the date because we don't want to miss our 10th birthday <laughs> <laughs> that would be a bit of a shame um okay yeah, so, so explain have- explain
0: for the listeners who have never been dancing in london what is for her family?
1: Ah oh, so four family is the night i I set up with my brother actually he he was already into four when I moved back to London, and I was into four in Manchester but we, we we're very close Andy and me, so we often like do stuff together and talk about projects and things and we decided that we'd put on a local four night just where we live in West Hampstead in the north of London. I think at the time there was maybe only one or two other four nights or it maybe just one, but there definitely weren't classes or anything kind of more organized to get English people into four I'd say. So it was a very, it was a kind of small community project just near where we live and it was on a Tuesday and it started as they do with just four or five people who we were always happy when there were, I think maybe three couples, we were, we were happy. <laughs> <But> it, <laughs> and how so many of cool. them were English?
0: Because um, when I was dancing now in London, you have loads of people dancing in London, but yeah, anyway, I, they are not a lot. I, I have the impression that there are not a lot of English people in London at all like like english white standard whatever you you call them i don't know what passports the people have running around there but it looks so multicultural <laughs> i don't yeah. know who's actually english
1: <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's true actually i think it'd be interesting to do a survey and see how many different countries are represented at for family say but it's very obviously london is very much multi- multicultural anyway but i think for is especially multicultural too um, and and
0: I was talking to one guy who said it's quite hard to get actually to get English people into this close contact dancing thing. It's a weird thing still for a lot of people who have been socialized totally in in England or in london and it w- that was an English guy actually
1: yeah, yeah <laughs> English people are known for their kind of coldness and lack of ability to be. Kind of sensual and intimate. Well, and as, as, a,
0: as a German, I can still I can understand that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not true, of course. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, um, so you do for Hall family that is sort of the regular thing you are involved in, but you are organizing as well for Hall Fest, where uh, you are dealing with bands as well a lot, I guess.
1: That's right. Yeah, uh, for Hall Fest is actually si- coming up to the sixth year now. Six? Is it sixth or seventh? Maybe seventh. Gosh, I'm terrible. <laughs>
0: but, um, Write it down. <laughs>
1: seventh year, seventh year. That's right. Um, and yeah, that's a festival that I started organising because I love festivals in England. Obviously, English English culture naturally um, tends towards these big muddy festivals in summer, and I've always loved them. And I wanted to combine that with for as well. And for horror family, obviously, we, we run that every Saturday, so it's a great kind of means to be in, in touch with a lot of people that be interested to come to the festival. And, yeah, the festival kind of grew from there and it's uh, every August. And, it, it, yeah, it's a, it, that's a three-night event where we do always have bands. Um,
0: and is it, like, how many people are going there and how many are from your regulars from London? But it's quite international. I know some people, I know a lot of people who went there and they're not from London.
1: <laughs> mm, yeah, it's, it's, it's becoming, I think, a little bit more international because I originally thought it wouldn't necessarily attract people outside England because you've got to bring a tent and a sleeping bag and it's kind of more tricky to go to a camping festival in another country but there are the um, hardcore campers and they come from all over the world so uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's changing now and I think this year will probably be even more so and I'm ha- I'm, I'm actually going to try and do a glamping option this year so people can come without a tent and that will help it Oh. Track people from the board,
0: <laughs> okay. So, but how many people are on there at in general, like at overall the whole three days?
1: Yeah, oh, sorry, I forgot you asked that question. That um, it's around 300, so it's quite a small festival in a way. Well, I mean, compared to a lot of former festivals, I, I guess it's average,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's sort of yeah, it's sort of average. I think there are not so many festivals who are actually way bigger, but yeah i think it's a i think it's it's a decent festival like we have in Freiburg we have two hundred and fifty and we can we consider that already big enough it's <laughs> enough work <laughs>
1: yeah exactly
0: okay um what we the topic we wanted to dig into is actually as well related to bands and tours and yeah festivals as well you were asking on facebook in the for discussion group um if it could be possible to make it easier uh, for bands coming from Brazil to organize a tour in Europe, but it's actually regardless if they are from Brazil or whatever, musicians wanting to organize a tour in Europe. Uh, can you just summarize how this question came to your, why is it an urgent question from your point of view? <laughs>
1: um, yeah. I, well, I, so obviously running for a family, bands do get in touch with us and they say, can we come and play in London? But um they also say um, kind of what, who else do you know that we can organize shows with and 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 can you help us uh, organize a tour in europe because a lot of the time we may be their first contact actually and it might be someone i've met in brazil or i mean there's so many bands that we meet traveling in brazil or you know haven't yet been to europe and they don't really have a feeling for where all the european four-nights are and you know how they could organize a tour so they're they're pretty much in the dark about it and they might ask um, what I can do to help. And I just basically I really wish that I had an easy way that I could help them to come and manage their own tour because what I realise having spoken to a lot of people is that generally it seems if they can set themselves up with 10 shows paying around €500 euros, euros a show, then that can actually enable them to come and pay for their flights from Brazil. Um, and what I think happens is they often kind of fall into someone's hands who says they can do everything for them, but then may not necessarily do it in the way that is in the interest of the band. And if there was an easy way of them being able to see where the main destinations are and how they could fly between them and who to contact each one, you know, and actually there's lots of, like, as the discussion, I got, you know, I'm really pleased that the discussion actually evolved in so many ways, because actually there's so much more we could do to help bands. But yeah, just, uh, you know, ideas for supporting them to come and organize their own tours, basically.
0: (laughs) And do you have regularly bands at For Family on the Saturdays?
1: We do. Um, The way we run it at the moment is that we tend to have a band every three weeks because, um, yeah, like I'm sure is similar in other destinations. It's obviously a lot more expensive for us to do a night with a band. So typically we might just break even when we've got a band or even lose money. And so the other nights tend to support the nights that we have a band. Um, and we do charge a little bit more money on the door when we've got a band, but it doesn't necessarily cover the cost. So we we, ba- we tend to have a band every three weeks, but we'd love to have a band more often. And I think we could if, it, if we could kind of help bands and ourselves in a way to, you know, run the nights more, in you know, a kind of more successful way when we do have bands
0: but you mean in a more successful way that um they have lower costs when they come to europe and then they have more shows and then they can charge less per night or you would rise the price or how how would you how would you make it more effic- efficient
1: mm, i guess it could be a a mix of uh, firstly that so maybe bands yeah, if we if if there was a way of saving as much money as possible on transport and things that you know if, if bands were organized um in a in a a kind of more efficient way but also i think in terms of people valuing bands and paying you know the a reasonable price for there being a band um trying to think of other ways really but i think generally also making bigger events of it because for example we're starting a thing where we're going to do a kind of monthly bigger event in the day so we'll have workshops and guest teachers as well so maybe we can also um, subsidize slightly nights when we have bands by doing bigger events
0: yeah that's what we tended to do as well we organized we called them marathons where we had most at the time two days of workshops one big night of party and then it worked out quite well to have bands as well but i see the same problem than you see like breaking even on a live show is a challenge for us here well we are not london it's not that big here there are nothing not not so many for but it's it's almost impossible for us to break even on a concert, um, but maybe we need to go. St- we need to step one um, step behind. Like we are already getting into it because we are both organizing and we are already quite uh, into the details. Maybe let's get step. Let's step one. Go behind. I when we started to organize for Hohen here in Freiburg, we were one small group of people who had a monthly for Hoh. We are running now for what is it? Seven years or something. And then little by little more events came, like there were workshops and the first band I think played here, what was that? Five years ago, four years ago or something. And we had no idea how these bands actually contact people. Like we knew they are going to, to big festivals. And then if you know people, they can tell you that there might be in advance, that there might be a band coming and so on. So, in general, it's already quite difficult for new groups to actually get into this circle. Like, um, I don't know how, how that was in the beginning for you. You are traveling a lot to Brazil, you know a lot of people, so you're one of the persons who gets contacted first. But I think maybe we, we, are, we should provide more information to groups who want to organize a band or a concert on how to do that um yeah like how like actually who is who is in charge of what like a lot of people for a lot of people or groups it's not clear is uh, are we in charge of bringing the band to our city or as well to bring them somewhere else afterwards how is accommodation going to be organized how how is food going to be what what expectations do they have for like food during the day on the next day? I mean obvious, obviously that's always different from band to band and as well about the cachet and all these things. It's a, it's quite a lot more than just having the contacts of the of the bands. I don't know. I don't know how to approach this. Maybe there could be a sort of checklist or or form who makes this information more clear and for both the organizers and the bands. I don't know if you are always just uh, talking to the people because you know most of them or if you have sort of a, a checklist already or maybe a, a sort of contract so everyone knows what what the people have agreed on.
1: Mm. Yeah, wow. Well, there's so many, like now you say it, there are so many factors, aren't there? And I, I feel like we've kind of learnt going along and making a lot of mistakes, I'd say, because... We've probably been having bands in London or for her family at least for um probably about five years as well, I guess. I remember the first band that came was Sharma Shuva. Oh, and it was so exciting. <laughs>
0: and we Fabio <laughs> Santana this time as well.
1: Was that still? That
0: sorry i uh, didn't hear the last part. was fabiano still playing at chamashua when this time
1: uh, no it wasn't fabiano oh. I, it was actually rodrigo because okay. that's where i met rodrigo for the first time and he got in touch with me a few years later and then moved to london so okay. it was a great connection <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i feel like learning learning by making mistakes is probably where we're at now so we've we've had situations where we've not talked about the cachet or the food or anything and they've come and we've all got it completely wrong, our expectations. And they've thought that they're staying for a week and we're getting fed every day and we weren't sure. And also I think we have in London anyway, because there's quite a few different nights, it's often difficult to work out if one night pays for the transport, then how does it work if they do other shows in other places and, just kind of having really good communication so that we know what's really clear. Because obviously, if they only play it for her family, then people more people will come. So we know that we can charge you know an amount on the door that can cover the transport. But, um, yeah, yeah no. if
0: you are ending up playing for the transport and they're playing in other nights and and they are not helping with the transport, you will have troubles exactly. And
1: you know, it's not for any, it, it not not anyone's fault necessarily because i think it's often it's in our it's our responsibility to start out saying right you know we can do this but this is what we would need in return and we can offer this and i think now we're at a point where we we know what we can generally offer and yeah like you say that will include making everything clear like saying that we'll pay for the transport from the city before and they can stay in our house for two nights and we pay for dinner on the night of the show and breakfast the next day and and then the cachet obviously and um basically, yeah, from there. <laughs> yeah.
0: and coordination within london works um with like you know the other people who bring the show and it's like normal individual messages or something it's not there's no like a, a forum or whatever uh, an organized way of of coordinating bands passing through london
1: yeah there isn't really at the moment we have in the past um, tried to instigate that but it doesn't always work because I guess things change a lot as well and people have different ways of doing things and working together so in some in one way it would be nice I think to work together in a more formalized way but I actually feel that we do very well to work together in an informal way <laughs> somehow because <laughs> it does really work we actually we have a really good relationship with everyone else who organizes nights in London so it it's nice because we all just always contact them and say like you know we're we have this band we've arranged for this band to come are you interested in them playing then and then we'll kind of talk directly with the other nights as well
0: okay that is cool You all know each other and and that works out for us example for example it's quite difficult sometimes to coordinate these kind of things like it's not like they're not they're not different nights in Freiburg we are happy to have one um but the region i mean if you look at Basel for example Karlsruhe Heidelberg in stuttgart there are quite a lot of cities around where bands could play as well and yeah there's this is something which happens as well if you leave the coordination for the tour to the bands um you will have the band playing 100 kilometers away the night after which makes sense in the way of uh, using the transportation Which, but it makes Yeah, it's a competition for the participants, obviously. Like everyone, for example, if they are playing in the north, in Karlsruhe, it's about 100 kilometers north. Everyone from, let's say, Stuttgart, Darmstadt, uh, Mannheim, Heidelberg, uh, Frankfurt, they will all rather go to Karlsruhe because they have hundreds of k's less to travel than coming down to Freiburg. And um, yeah, it is like, it happened. It's not a big, big issue, but it might get organized, it might get... Um, m- maybe there are more intelligent ways to put the dates, actually. Because we have, for example, we have France at the... Um, like, we are here very at the triple border with Switzerland, France, and Germany. And somehow, the, the exchange between Switzerland and Germany works quite well. People are going from and before and back. But to France, for example, there's close to nothing. Like, the language barrier is still quite big. So if you would organize a show in in France which is not very far away either then it would be almost no virtually no competition to our to our guests because basically nobody from France comes over to dance for all here but the bands don't know that obviously and yeah the, the dates are not always coincident it's quite, it's kind of tricky like I, I find it hard for the bands to to organize that themselves and yeah i don't know I don't know how that is working.
1: Mm, uh, yeah I I agree in a way there's so much knowledge you know between the people who actually organize the nights and who know their area that it would be a shame to kind of not use that in helping to organize tours. But um yeah and I, I in England we obviously there are quite a lot of nights around England and I guess what happens is when someone wants to organize a night they prefer and it's normally in their interest just to book a band to come to that one night and then leave, and that's generally what happens in England. Like, um, and I understand. I, I think in a way, we all know that if the same band plays like three twice in one week, then often people would just see the band once, and, and people definitely wouldn't travel like a hundred miles or something to go and watch the same band. I think like they'd probably obviously prefer to see it in the closest place. Yeah,
0: so it's again, it's this sort of tipping point thing. As we said, like we had as well a, uh, a party on Friday, and we would, we were do- doing virtually no propaganda, like no really promotion, and it was full like hell. Like this, the introduction course was packed with new people. We had no idea where they're coming from. So on one hand, we are at the stage where you have a lot of active groups all around, which is great. A few years ago, you, we had we did not have this, and maybe it is going. Maybe it is changing so fast that the four zeros are just multiplying, and it's just gonna be fine within one year or two years to have them playing twice because the the venues don't uh, don't cover so many people. So you have a a good audience for both throws. It's hard. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. But um, this list you would you are uh, you are proposing with like contacts from from all over uh, Europe where the bands could just organize. That's obviously just going to help very few bands who... Most of them... like I, I imagine like you have people, for example, like Conterranios, they are organizing most of the shit themselves. They have people speaking English, have been here in Europe, know more or less how it works, know quite a lot of people, so they can organize the tour themselves. Other bands who have never or barely ever been to Europe and... Don't know how traveling really works here, and not really, uh, cap- not not speaking English. It's quite an issue still. I think um, that will be quite difficult for them to organize that themselves. So we are not talking about replacing all the people who have done for hall production so far, because they're doing a val- very valuable job in mo- in a lot of in a lot of cases in a lot of bands, because they are not would not be able to organize it themselves. But we we would give the opportunity to other bands. To get themselves started, more or less.
1: I mean, yeah. In a way, I feel like this idea has kind of grown, and it could. I think if there was a list of of nights um, that are interested in having bands, then it doesn't mean that that wouldn't be helpful for producers as well. Or you know, like either band producers that travel with the bands, or or, or people from Europe who who are assisting bands to organise their tour. I mean, I, in, a, in a way, I just see that it would be a useful thing for everyone. Um, even Because for me, what often happens is a band will say they want to play, but then, you know, they're already wanting to organise it themselves, but they don't know, like, where the next place after London, you know, could be. And even I don't know. So that's because I feel like I'd be very willing to help bands myself and say, oh, well, you know, I know that there's cheap flights to Paris and they're interested in bands. So why don't you contact them? But I, even myself, I don't know which, which places are likely to be able to help. So um, I feel like it could just kind of be useful for us all, really, just to see what the picture is at the moment and then, you know, keep a track on it a little bit so that we can update it as things do change.
0: Mm. Yeah, as I, as I wrote, uh, on, on, I think, on my first comment, I see this. It's quite a challenge to, to get this list updated, Uh, to have it always up to date and bring people yeah make people really updating their contact information and responding to emails i don't know how this uh how your experience is with uh, with organizing but have you actually or like have you organized concerts for bands in other cities in some occasion or have you tried to contact people and get them to organize a show
1: um, I think I've, I mean, I'm pretty sure I've got in touch with people and kind of recommended a band or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't even say whether or not it was it went ahead in the end, but um, yeah, so I, I don't really have a picture about it. I, like I think I, we obviously do. We try to respond, you know, to everyone who asks, and I think probably eighty percent of the time we do. But I know, like sometimes it's just there's so much going on, and you know it can be that you miss messages and we're all busy but um yeah i feel like the more information there is if we did have e- i mean even actually i think that's a great idea having simply a mailing list like a list of people and also a map with just like a red dot you know that kind of links the city with the with the people um mm. that bands could then email and then just see who replies you know as a start or but I I also think like this it could be a great opportunity to have various people who might be interested to be that person to help um coordinate it a little bit or I mean, <laughs> I don't know, I, I know it's a lot of work to to help organise tours, but maybe there could be a way that kind of Europe the Europe for scene could somehow support some people to take that role a little bit more or something.
0: Um you mean do, the for European Faha scene could help coordinators of of bands?
1: Well, something like that. Say, I mean, for example, say if if someone did coordinate a tour, then there could be a clear amount that that, ev- that every show that is organised goes to that coordinator. I mean, I know. How, I, I guess it normally works like that. That if someone does produce a show, they get paid twenty percent or something. I don't. I, I don't know because I've never done that before. Mm. Don't know much about it, but I wonder if they're if it was the case that we had a kind of clear role for someone in Europe that actually is looking at putting all this together and supporting bands, there could just be a way that it could be supported through the shows that we end up producing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that could be really, that could be a really good, uh, really good innovation. Um, Yeah, it's just the, the non, like the, it stays with the, the complication that it's already hard to break even on a on a, on a a concert and like having the people hosted for free at our places and uh, cooking for them and trying to make it as cheap as possible for the organizers, then it's already hard to break even with the cachet. And then if you have more people coordinating and they're already paid, it makes it more difficult. But maybe, maybe we're not going to get there. It's always this question, which has been raised on this show as well by Ricardo Ambrosio, for example, that about professionalism, like um, people, uh, some people who have been involved in forhan for quite a while are getting upset with the with the way things are organized and and we're working. And some blame it on yeah. Obviously, it's not professional, whatever that means in this case. Or in 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 this case of forhan, but for having it professional, you would need people. Like one definition for me for professionalism is as well making a living out of it like if it's my profession i make a living out of it or maybe at least a, a help uh, to make my living so there's still this is this problem with like having enough money coming in in order to build up an, an organization or, or having people being on this work and on this coordination for for a really reliable time for for a good time yeah it's it's a big it's a big problem, and I don't even know if money would solve it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I would be interested even to know um, how, because I I guess it it's just true that at any time there are only a certain number of nights in Europe that feel that they can support a band to go and play because they kind of they can raise enough money. I guess I mean I know in London it generally. I don't know I guess it costs between 5 and 700 pounds or something to have a live band depending on the transport and sometimes we need to get the visa documents and stuff cuz London's complicated. Oh yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> um and that's a lot of money for sure so um I can imagine that you know maybe only a, a third or a quarter of the nights that are running in Europe you know feel at this stage that they can do that or maybe you know it can be even association groups of of nights that can at least get together and, and organize bands um but i i really don't know how easy it is to organize 10 shows in europe or 20 mm. shows or um so it would be a good start just to be able to you know have a list of what you have bands
0: yeah maybe i think i just think about an easy way to do to get this information flowing or get the, the bands and the organizers in contact. And I think one quite easy way could be to have a mailing list where everyone could sign up who is willing to host bands. And even if it's just a couple of times a year, so maybe it just fits into this tour and then you helped a band and then you have a great band. And then having a contact formula basically of for bands who write down their basic conditions like you write down how many musicians you have, how many uh what is your expected cachet more or less, what is your sound setup, what do you need for for the, the sound technique uh, for the mixer and so on, how many lines and stuff. So people can just give a like get an email, get a request which is already sorted, which has all the information which is needed and the contact information of the bands, obviously. And yeah, maybe the time frame, like from whatever, March till April or something. And then they could get in contact with the bands. Technically, I think this is quite easy to set up. The The problem is... The first problem is how to get all the organizers on this mailing list. There you could... Or there someone, I could do that as well, could write to all the Fahaw organizers I know, set up an email and have this email forwarded to other organizers by or- by organizers i write to other organizers i don't know yet and then people could sign up for this but another problem which i know from our group here is for example when organizers when there is a, pro- a producer of a band and they write to us hey we have a band coming in four months we have a lot of students in our group a lot of them don't know what they're going to do in four months. And few of them are willing to take up the responsibility and and organize a show. So I don't know how this response in, in other cities is. Maybe they're better organized than we are.
1: Um, yeah, well, I, I'm curious as to how it works. So you mean, when you organize bands, is it organized by students themselves who volunteer to
0: make it happen? Well, we... We try like we don't have um one organizer who is in charge of of this for in Freiburg, for example we have uh how many are there like five or six people teaching here in Freiburg. Most of them are members of an association, and the association is taking care of the Fazin website of the events which are organized here by Fazin, which are most basically all the fourha events here and and then someone of the association needs to. Get in contact with these bands who are offering their their show more or less, but a lot of them are so yeah they don't they don't know how, very well what they're going to do in four months and they don't they I don't know why but they don't want to take responsibility for such a show maybe because they are unsure as well what does that mean in 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 um in regards of technical requirements and so on. And yeah, it's a lot of work to organize these shows. We don't have we don't have our fixed dates. Or we have some fixed dates, but the where we can we don't we hardly have any fixed dates where we can have bands from this from the equipment which is on the in the venue. And some venues are too small. So it is yeah, it is not that easy to have okay, this Saturday we're just gonna do it. This is quite a luxury situation for to having this this venue, which you can which you could technically always host bands, is in for whole family. You have all the technical equipment there with mixers and stuff, or you need to rent it as well.
1: Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I think we are quite lucky because we we rent the venue every Saturday, and they <coughs> sorry, and the the equipment's all there. Hmm. So, um, I mean, it's not always been like that, and we have had to buy a lot of equipment, in you know, over the years, microphones and things that we didn't that aren't at the venue. But we are very lucky in that we know that we can basically have a band any saturday that um will work and i can understand it being a lot more difficult when you kind of all have to you know organize that stuff as well i mean i in london that i think it really only does work with bands when there is a night that's kind of regular that people know that is already going to be kind of popular enough um i think it's always a bit more risky when someone just puts on one night for a band that's coming and you know with people don't know the venue already necessarily or it's kind of harder to predict how busy it's going to be
0: yeah the good luck on on, or the, the good point on our for our association is that that we always like on the festival we earned a little bit of money so we can have a like we have a little bit on the back if we fail at one concert and we don't get all the money back in we're not just not 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 privately uh, broken afterwards that is quite a luxury situation for us but the technical issue for example is is always a challenge for us
1: yeah i can understand yeah i mean there's been so many times when we've had a band and then we haven't had the right monitor and it's just or something any little thing can go wrong because we're not we're not te- we don't have technical backgrounds either so but recently we've been kind of always paying for a sound engineer (laughs) that makes all the difference
0: you have okay yeah i've we moved to that as well Mm. in the beginning i tried to do a lot of shit on my own and now if i know the bands and if i know that they they have some technical understanding as well and they we can do it together then i'm fine doing it but for example on the festival or something it's just too much you have so much things going on and you want to have this thing covered by someone who knows what he or she is doing yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, I don't know. Have you had any any more to add to this topic? Uh, just looking through the comments on the for our discussions page, there were a lot of people complaining that your map is incomplete, even though it was written in bold red letters on it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I was actually, I was just really p- pleased with how many people are interested. And I, I would say that I... I felt from looking at the different things people suggested that that the um the Google Maps with mm. the pins just looks like such a nice way of being able to see the different locations and then click on them and see some information so I'm not sure exactly how that would how it works to set one of those up but I I feel like you know if no one else does <clears throat> I would very happily like just set one up and put what I know on it and write to as many people as I know and do my best in a way to to make one of those but i i'd 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 be very very happy to work with other people to do it as well but even just for my own my own kind of knowledge i think it would be nice to see a see a map of where we're at with it um, and i appreciate all the feedback and obviously yeah no, nothing's complete at the moment and like you say that's the
0: difficult bit really getting everything on there so yeah having it updated it's so difficult like what i'm what we are just doing is having a, a list of horror festivals trying to keep track of horror festivals and this is almost impossible as well like first of all uh most like very few people write us that they want to be on this list even though it's quite accessed quite a lot um thousands of people are visiting this page every month um but yeah very few people contact us and and then it's sometimes now it starts to get tricky as well what is what is a festival and what is just a a, a weekend of Fahaw? Because w- back when we started to do our sort of festival, we called it Fahaw Weekend as well, and it turned into a festival over the years. And now you have Fahaw Weekends where there are like 150 people over a whole weekend with like four different teachers and two bands. And this looks sort of festival-like already. So it gets hard to draw the line now. But it seems like Fahaw in Europe is still not like... There are not too many events. I've heard that for um, Munich Dancer for Home, they were opening their registration tonight, and the the intermediate classes and the the advanced classes were sold out in three minutes. Oh my gosh! Wow! In <laughs> okay, three minutes, and <laughs> after forty minutes, they posted on Facebook: all full passes are gone. They're just party passes available now. So. <laughs> So then they're like 40 minutes, they sold the fucking everything. And now they're just party passes available. Maybe it's already, party passes already sold out as well. I don't know. I'm not uh, checking it at the moment. But this is quite incredible. And yeah, and I've, I don't know. I have a, I've seen in February, there were some events in Germany in the last fo- weekend. And there were two events in Hamburg and Darmstadt, which were both quite crowded with over more than 100 people and on the same time with a lot of events happening on the same time so it's going still it's growing it's still growing yes um you were sending about uh, around a questionnaire about for home and relationships or yeah maybe tell tell you tell us what 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 do you want to know from people and why
1: <laughs> well it's <laughs> so funny this because we do sometimes we sit there me and Andy deciding what we've got. we 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 do send a newsletter out every week so uh, to people who've come to four family or anyone who signed up to the newsletter and uh, we're always thinking you know what interesting articles can we put cuz we don't just want to say the same old thing like you know for families on on saturday da da da, da. Um, so we thought you know what could what would be more interesting for people to read what are people really interested in and we just had the idea that it might be um, interesting to talk about how people feel about whether or not being part of the four community kind of affects or has influenced their, their kind of relationships in their lives in positive ways or negative or um personally I'm a bit of a gossip whenever I see people I'm always like so who do you fancy what's going on this interests me more than any anything else really (laughs) Um, so yeah I don't know we just kind of had this mad idea really that we we can't really talk about how it affects anyone unless we ask them so um we just thought it'd be interesting to see uh, whether we could ask a few questions to people we didn't want to make it too long or complicated or too invasive, although you should have seen the first draft draft of the questions. <laughs> <laughs> I had to um, chuck a few questions out. Um, but we ended up with something that we just felt was a bit fun and kind of does um, investigate a little bit what people do think about um, how Fahaw has affected the way they relate with people, I guess, and how, you know how how easy or difficult it is to have relationships intimate relationships with one or more people and you
0: know that kind of thing yeah i I think there are quite some people interested in this data (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so you're gathering this uh, information and then putting it on the newsletter that's that's what you're planning to do
1: yeah i mean we we really had no idea how many people would respond because um yeah i mean you know what it's like with newsletters and things we normally have about two percent of people that click on something in the newsletter mm-hmm. but uh, this actually <laughs> went quite went quite mad so i think i think we're now at way over a hundred results um yeah, responses. which is oh, cool it responds to the survey yeah <laughs> yeah and
0: because um, I, i'm not on your newsletter but somehow i got this link somewhere.
1: <laughs> yeah well we, we we also thought it would be useful just to um post it on facebook so people can fill in the survey there but uh we will we're planning anyway on on releasing a bit more of a kind of thorough analysis of the results uh, through our newsletter because that'll be a nice way of getting people kind of reading the newspaper newsletter sorry too um but yeah i I, ha- I mean I have obviously I was so excited to like have a look at results um so I haven't been able to help myself go in and have a look (laughs) but we're waiting i think we'll probably wait another week just to make sure we've got all the results in before we release any information really um and we have i mean we haven't asked so many questions that we can find out so many things but i think even looking at you know whether people generally feel like for makes relationships more complicated or less like that is actually a kind of nice thing to be able to to say about our
0: community yeah and in the end it's a question like the answer would definitely be depends (laughs) oh well so far
1: i guess we've had we've actually had some quite clear um trends
0: okay i'm really curious (laughs) with the data do you actually have like i'm i mean like last time we were talking about about information and spreading information for our community is your newsletter as well archived do you have um um sort of an, an archive on your website where people can read the newsletters you were sending out or is it just the people who have been on the list have it and the rest are lost
1: Yeah um we well we actually just launched a brand new website last month so oh. from now going forwards we are um going to like have a blog on the website that will archive not the entire newsletter I think but there'll be parts of the newsletter that will just feed through into the blog on our website but it's a good point because actually, historic newsletters—I don't know if there's anywhere
0: you can find them. I wonder. I'll look at <laughs> that. <up. laughs> okay, just checking you on your new website. Looks nice.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. What do you think of it? <laughs> yeah,
0: cool. Like I, I, I'm. I like the, the. Oh, the design. That sounds. That looks really great. And there seems to be quite a lot of information on it. I'm just looking for it for the first time. So it's the London Diary. We oui. Okay.
1: We actually have a festival list as well, inspired by your
0: website, um, <laughs> okay. which we thought festivals. was a great idea. Oh yeah, festivals. Um, yeah, it's just, I wonder if, it. yeah, that, like, technically it doesn't make too much sense if everyone takes care about their own lists more, but, there should be a good way to synchronize the list so like like i'm taking care of my list you're taking care of your list uh i don't know stuttgart i've seen they have a list as well some some websites have lists now and everyone is taking care of their own. it's a lot of work right
1: it is you're right you're right but i think like you say it, it, i mean people a lot of people just wouldn't necessarily know where to look so people who, who do come so for in london obviously i mean it's useful for them to see it there sure but
0: i sure. guess
1: yeah it's you know those, there's a nice word program where you can just copy and paste two lists and then it will say the differences so uh-huh. yeah sure
0: it would be always yeah like just when we're looking at it from a technical point of view it would be great to have like a list somewhere maintained by a group of people and all the websites draw the information from there and it's just exactly. you, can, you can show it wherever you want but it doesn't need to the database doesn't need to be uh updated individually that would be good that would be great and if you if you're looking for content to send through your newsletter we have some radio shows uh, on our podcast you can happily uh, share with your with your people
1: yeah no that would be great I mean we're we're really looking for kind of different ideas we've got a kind of backlog of articles that we're planning on putting up there but um, I, I tend to come up with things like best footwear for women and whereas my brother is a little bit more I, I don't know he has more of an exciting mind <laughs> I don't know. He came up with the relationships thing <laughs> okay
0: okay cool the london diary nice well uh cool so we are all curious about uh, the results of your uh of your survey i'm going to include the the link if i find it again i think if not you send it to me um in the description of this show and Yeah, I will link to your new website and we'll, I think we'll leave it here. Or have you anything else to share with our listeners or audience?
1: No, just to say thanks very much. Yeah, it's been, it's nice to be part of something. It it seems such a great project that you're doing over there in Freiburg. (laughs) And I'm coming to the festival.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thanks a lot for your participation and I hope we'll have you another time on the show. We have, I think, still a lot of topics we could touch within this uh, ambience, this atmosphere of Forhore. And yeah, in the next, like now I'm going to play a little bit of um, Trio Nordista, Nordista, Novim and Folia, because a good friend of mine loves this song so much. And from eleven PM on we're gonna have Trio Chamigo, the recording of Vegas two thousand sixteen from the Sunday. Um from yeah, where they were playing at the lakeside. Chiquinho always is participating there with uh, Dion and his sons. And yeah, we'll have next time on in April we might have I hope we're gonna have a show with uh, some direct connection to Brazil. We're gonna present the accordion La Sanfona de oito Baixos the eight bass accordion to our listeners what this means in Fuhan and I hope we can manage a connection to the University of Paraíba and talk to some really experts over there. So thanks a lot Julia for your participation and yeah, enjoy your Fouhan work anymore and I hope we will see each other soon at some of the festivals.
1: Thank you so much.